Hello, this is Timmy Black, and welcome once again to another episode of The Lies of Contemporary Artists. Excuse my subdued voice, I'm recording this week's episode from the window seat of row 34 on Delta Flight 1423. I'm on my way to the Jakarta Art Fair, trying against all the incriminating evidence to resuscitate my declining career as a mixed-media assemblage sculptor. I've often been asked how, at my advanced age, managed to sustain the hope of achieving the sort of fame I'm so convinced that I deserve. How, stuck within the syrup of obscurity, do I manage to gather the stamina and the faith to go on? Well, it might be stubbornness, or it might even be madness, but one thing I'm sure of, it's that combination of disappointment and hope that has constantly drawn me toward artists' biographies. There never seems to be a straight line from genius to fame, and I find myself much more inspired by the crucibles of failure than to the trajectories of success. I read at least three biographies of Pollock, two of Van Gogh, I read one on Rembrandt, on Brock, on Bernini, on Cezanne, and probably five or six on Picasso. I read one on Giacometti recently that was full of all these unsubstantiated speculations. Many of them were rather persuasive. And the one I read on Rothko almost 20 years ago still resonates with the dark shadows of his torment. I just got finished with a brand new biography on the Cuban artist Mika Carpentier. It was written by Dr. Jorge Bonillo clinical psychologist and art collector who knew Carpentier intimately and even treated him for a while when he was suffering from acute chronic dysthymia. Now, I'm not sure if there's a statute of limitations on doctor-patient confidentiality, but Dr. Bonilla certainly felt no need to hold back. He starts his 756-page doorstop the definition. Narcissistic personality disorder is a cognitive affliction where people experience a bloated sense of their own significance, an urgent appetite for admiration, and a deplorable deficit of empathy for others. He continues with this terrifying coda which to me brought to mind so many people that I've known in my life. He explains that beneath this cloak of ultra-confidence lies a flimsy sense of self-esteem that's easily triggered by the slightest membrane of criticism. Apparently, Mika Carpentier, known as the father of the Latin American avant-garde, suffered profoundly from this personality disorder. Bonillo's unsparing book ends with this short, chilling assessment. Though Carpentier 
through his long career, made some beautiful art as a human. He was an insufferable brute and a callous failure. Carpentier's narcissism made it impossible for him to sustain a healthy, loving relationship. Wherever he worked, Carpentier taught drawing and design at about a dozen prestigious art schools and universities throughout Latin America. He ran into difficulties because he was tone deaf to the needs of his students and the expectations of his colleagues. He felt entitled to a kind of special treatment. And whenever he wasn't granted the special favors or admiration he felt he deserved, he fell into a funk of bitterness and sorrow. People simply didn't enjoy being around him, which created a self-defeating cycle. He repelled those around him and then complained that his relationships were empty and unfulfilling. He called it his fear of intimacy. And when he wasn't blaming the emotional stinginess of his parents, he claimed it was a consequence of his genius and a necessary wage of his artistic election. The truth was that he was in desperate need of some serious psychoanalysis, but was terrified of the demons this type of introspection might awaken. Toward the end of his life, he joined a small sect of evangelical pot smokers, a tawdry collection of equally damaged souls who made getting high into a childish theology. <laughs> it was the ring of hell that Dante himself would never dare to imagine a cult of inebriated narcissists forever coughing up the virtues of collective self-absorption. Mika Carpentier was a fool with a gift. He had every chance to live a life punctuated with gratification and contentment, but instead opted for the lesser pleasures of anxious self-righteousness and debilitating insecurity. May his blessed memory become a cautionary tale. Well, Wish me luck in Jakarta. And if you happen to be in Indonesia this week, stop by booth 4438 in Hangar 41 and check out my polychromatic concrete and paper mache minimalist miniatures. But please don't compare them to paperweights. I hate that. Well, if this fair doesn't catapult me into art stardom, the next week you can expect another episode of the lives of contemporary artists.